it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Definitely be vulnerable. We'll get into some uh, matchups in particular we like, but let's go to the Midwest region up top. And this is another one where I think it's wide open. It's going to be very competitive. Houston is the number one. Texas is the number two. Xavier is the number three, Indiana and Miami uh, rounding things out as the four or five. And I'll reiterate this with Houston, right? Like I love Kelvin Sampson. He's obviously one of the best coaches in the country. And this team has had a great season. I just have a little bit of a, of a gut feel though. And I'm not just saying this because of the conference they're in, but I'm not sure I could confidently say that this Houston team is better than the team last year that made the elite eight or the team two years ago that made it to the final four, especially without knowing the status of Marcus Sasser and if he's going to be 100% healthy or not, which is also wild considering he didn't even play last year in the after the month of December, and they still found a way to make it to the Elite Eight. And that just shows how good of a coach Calvin Sampson is. At the same time, though, I'll say this. I really like their draw. Like, Jamie, here's one for you. Auburn, as the number nine seed, will be facing Iowa in the 8-9 game of the, in that region, like that game is going to be in Birmingham, Alabama, a baseball <laughs> yeah. game for Auburn. Like what did they do to deserve that seed? Yeah, I, I feel like uh, Fran McCaffrey's going to be complaining about that after the game. Um, and Fran's obviously had some struggles in the month of March that are pretty well documented. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, again, you're, you got a great point there and with that being sort of like a home game. But don't you feel like if you get – an Auburn Houston game and Houston feels like they're on the road. Like that's sort of the perfect team to feel like everyone's against them. Um, and to go and compete on the glass and play really physical and make it an athletic contest. You know, you can always look at that and say, that's going to be a potentially a great matchup between those type of teams, just because like that environment in Birmingham is going to be electric um, for Auburn. And, you know, that's a once in a lifetime, lifetime opportunity for those teams. Yeah, so that is the 8-9 game. And another thing that stands out to me, I really like both the 12 and the 13 seeds in this region. Drake as the number 12 seed out of the Missouri Valley. They made the tournament two years ago. They actually won a tournament game in uh, the first four. They beat Wichita State. And they actually competed with USC. That's the same Trojan team that had uh, Evan Mobley back two years ago. So they have some tournament experience. They're actually very old. Uh, all of their starters are at least fourth-year seniors, which is super impressive. That's something that always translates well in March. And Kent State, they've been playing some really good basketball. Uh, They have a guard that could really uh, light up buckets. So looking at that 5-12-4-13, Coach, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very, very appealed to think that both Drake and Kent State have legitimate chances to win their games. Indiana, there was a point like when they went into Mackey Arena and beat Purdue where I was ready to hop on the bandwagon and say like, okay, the inside-outside duo of Jackson Davis and Huchifino, that'll be enough to get it done in March. But then they follow that up by 
losing to at home to Iowa by 22 points, barely beating Michigan, who didn't make the tournament at home in overtime. And they didn't look very impressive in the Big Ten tournament either. I think Penn State did a good job showing a little bit of a blueprint on how to beat Indiana. I think both those teams, Miami and Indiana, and also with the Canes, we don't know uh, the status of Norshad Omir. He left their game in the ACC tournament against Duke early uh, with an injury, and they never really stood a chance after that. So do you view that 5-12, 4-13 in the Midwest as a pod where we could see some upsets? Yeah, I, you know, we, we each wrote, wrote something for Aaron Torres Media, and I actually had the Drake victory over Miami as my likely double-seated upset. Um, I just like Drake's Roman Penn at the point guard spot. I tried like everything I could to keep him at Siena when I got there. Uh, after watching film, I just knew how talented a player he was. I love his body type. His IQ is outstanding. He plays fast. You know, he won't be pushed around by those Miami guards who are super talented. And, um, you know, I think it starts there. Your point guard play can stay steady. That gives guys like like uh, DeVry, DeVry's, DeVry's the chance to really, like, be the impact player. And now you're looking at a guy who can go inside and outside. The way he can score it, he can post isolation. He can come off different screens. They, they throw it to him all different ways. That's a potential upset, especially if Miami isn't at full strength. So I, I really like that. I, I don't feel the same for Indiana-Kent State. Um, and, I, and we played this Kent State team essentially a year ago. Um, so I really, really like their team. I like their toughness, but I don't like this matchup for them. Um, because of how Indiana can score on the inside. But again, I kind of went back and forth with it, you know, because I like the experience of Kent State. Sincere Carey, the point guard for Kent State, is outstanding, really plays with chip on his shoulder, makes big plays, make big shots. Um, you know, so th- that matchup with him and Hood Shafino is going to be interesting, and Sincere Carey could win that matchup. Um, so I, I just think that's like a really interesting game. Um, I don't think we'll have two upsets. That's the only thing, but I, I I would be shocked if we didn't have one. Gotcha. And just curious, what year was that when you were trying to get a uh, Roman Penn to come back to Siena? A long time ago, right? It was 2018, 19, I believe it was. It was for the 1920 season, I want to say. Um, so yeah, so the 2019, no, 2018, 2019 season. He was only a freshman. Uh, he, he was finished up his freshman year at Siena. I think he'd only gotten there mid semester, but what an outstanding player. Uh, been root for him for a long time from a distance but you know i didn't get that one wrong i watched his film and he was in uh, he was back home and i said well i'll fly out there and and i'll do whatever we need to and drive you back if we need to but you know he he liked drake and want to go there so uh, but he's a great player the country's gonna really find out you know how good a player he is absolutely so looking at a possible indiana houston sweet 16 matchup i'm interested that's not something i personally have in my bracket but do you view indiana as a team that could possibly knock off Houston? Like, do you have the Cougars coming out of this region? Who is uh, their biggest threat, in your opinion? Um, I don't think Indiana. Like, I, I never bought into the Indiana hype. I, I just – I think they're so inconsistent. I don't like their athletes on the wings, their lack of athleticism on the wings. I I, I don't I don't love this Indiana team. Now, I love Jordan hood I, I love – um, I love they're big on the inside. I don't love everybody else. And you can get exposed by that. Um, you know, I, I think it's, you know, if Houston gets back to fully healthy, you know, that is, that is one thing. I mean, this is a good bracket for them to make it through. You know, when you really look at it, I mean, when you look at the names, look at the teams, the team that I think would give them the most trouble out of this is obviously Texas and Xavier. Outside of that, I think they've got a good chance to get there at the end. And, now, Xavier and Texas, I think, will be good matchups for them. Uh, Texas probably more than Xavier. Um, so I actually think this, again, this is seeded pretty well here. But outside of that, I mean, 
I, I don't love Indiana, and I don't love the fact that outside of Purdue, who plays a really slow-tempo game, I don't feel like they've really played great when they've had to rise up in competition. I think they've kind of stayed the same and sometimes played worse. Definitely, and that's the one thing I'm trying to figure out with this bracket, right? I'm honestly, like, I'm not trying to pick Houston to come out of this bracket. It's a chalky pick. I think they need to be tested more. Like, they, besides Memphis, like, when was the last time they even played an NCAA tournament team? It's really been a while, like December. So I'm really not trying to pick Houston to come out. But as you said, like, I think Indiana's a terrible, or Houston is a terrible matchup for Indiana. I think the Cougars would roll in that game. And then at the bottom of the bracket, like, there are a lot of really good teams. I'm just not sure like who I would pick to come out right now. I have my eyes on Texas. I think they've been really impressive. I don't think there have been that many better teams in college basketball for the last month of the season. And I think they did a great job showing that in the big 12 tournament, they really played well winning those games, but I think they got a brutal draw like Colgate as a 15 seed coach. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I've watched Colgate in the NCAA tournament the last three years. They comp- or three of the last four years. They competed against Tennessee in 2019. They were right there with Arkansas in 2021. And last year, they had a second-half lead over Wisconsin, who had an NBA lottery pick in Johnny Davis. I'm a big fan of Matt Langle. I think if he gets another job, he would kill it, whether it's Notre Dame, whether it's Temple. But I want to say Texas' athleticism is just going to be too much. I-, I hate betting against Colgate, though. And then, you know, we got to talk about this Penn State-Texas A&M game in the 7-10. I think this is an impossible matchup to pick. Penn State is the oldest team in the field, even older than Drake. But Texas A&M, they're 19-3 since the start of SEC play. So I think I want to pick Texas to come out of this region. I really do. Yeah. I think they got a brutal draw, and I have no idea who to pick who to pick to come out of the bottom. Yeah, let me help you out here. Texas is going to roll Colgate. Uh, week is a really weak pack, uh, really weird Patriot League this year. Um, Texas is really talented. This is a different kind of matchup for Colgate than they've had. You know, Wisconsin team that they played in years past. I wouldn't say athleticism was their gift, but their skill was a gift. They can play with those kind of teams. This Texas team is going to be a little bit different. I think Texas gets Colgate. I think to Texas AM will get Penn State. Uh, Buzz Williams is no way going to let Jalen Pickett isolate like all the Big Ten teams did for the entire last six weeks and losing every game. Um, so Buzz Williams is not going to allow that to happen. They're going to play that little matchup zone they've been playing, make these guys really move the ball around. He's not going to let Pickett, Pickett uh, beat them. Uh, you know, I do think you got to look at a lot of Penn State's best wins are in league. So you know how those teams are going to play you. Um, got off to a decent non-conference start, but this is going to be, I think Texas A&M comes out of there. And so I, that's why I say, like, to me, it's going to come down to Houston Xavier or Texas. It just, they're going to win those games early. You know, Xavier's going to beat Kennesaw State early. Like, you know, they've got they've got good, easy wins right there that they're going to take care of business. Um, so to me, I'm not as optimistic as you are um, with those teams. I think they've actually got pretty good matchups. Interesting. So you said you like AM to come out of that little pot and, and to beat Texas? No, 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 no. Oh. I, I like I, Texas. I think Texas will be Texas AM, but I, I think Texas will beat Penn uh, Texas AM will beat Penn State. Um, I, I agree with you in the fact that I think it's hard to look at this bracket and feel like Texas and Houston are on a collision course together. Um, but I feel like Texas is a really, really talented team, and I, I'm not willing to bet against them right now. Absolutely. And, you know, they're not only a talented team, though, Zach, they've played. They've played well all year, <laughs> you know. If you know if if their coach didn't choke his girlfriend, um, we'd be talking so much more about them. 
you know, I mean, that's just the reality of it. And I feel like we've kind of pushed it down in the, in the media, the season that they've had 26 and eight is one of the best seasons in the history of Texas basketball. And because we don't know what's going to happen with the leadership a year from now or three weeks from now, you know, we're not talking about the job Rodney Terry's done. He's done an unbelievable job battling through distraction, getting this team to where it is. And I think that train's going to keep going. Absolutely. And that's honestly part of the reason I'm so impressed with them. And, and I'm want to pick them to go to the final four because there was a point like I, it's funny. I was actually at the Jimmy V classic when Texas at the time, they were the number one ranked team in the country and they lost to Illinois of all teams. I, I still don't know uh, how they pulled that off, but uh, that was right before everything happened with Chris Beard. And, and I remember like at, when it first happened after I'm like, man, I don't know if this team has enough, but when you watch them play, like you could tell just how connected they are. And the fact that they've been through this, like it really makes me feel good about them in, in a tournament setting because you know this better than anyone. Like there are so many times throughout a tournament game where you might think like, shoot, are we really going to be able to do this? Like, yeah, this cannot separate. We cannot get it done. And I think this Texas team, based on everything that's happened to them this season, I think they know that feeling and how to deal with it. And that gives me confidence going into this weekend. Yeah, like, can you imagine if Chris Beer was coaching this team, the media swell that would be about them being a national championship level contender? You know, and because he's not coaching this team, it's like people aren't even talking about Texas and almost like pushing down the success they've had this year. Um, you know, in some ways, again, I think this is such a bigger accomplishment because of the distraction that they had and their ability to move from it. You talked about them being connected. You know, a lot of times adversity is the best Band-Aid and it connected this group together to 20, 26 wins. Um, you know, so it's a really group of guys in that locker room. Um, I'd hate to bet against them. Absolutely. And another guy I love in the NCAA tournament who will have a big moment or two, Sir Jabari Rice. I trust him with my life, with the ball in his hands, and uh, I think he'll make some big plays. Another team that you mentioned that I wanted to ask you about, though, is Xavier, because this is such an interesting team to me. Sean Miller, it's going to be his uh, first NCAA tournament at Xavier. And it's interesting because when you look at this team on paper, right, they're loaded. Sue Boom, probably the best transfer that we've seen in the country so far this season. He had an unbelievable season. Uh, Adam Kunkel, Kobe Jones, Jack Nunji. I actually think they're better on the defensive side of the ball without Fremantle. Inserting Jerome Hunter into that starting lineup, I think has made a difference for this team. But they've really struggled on the defensive end for the entire season. And that scares me. I'm not going to lie. They have a tough draw in their first round game against Kennesaw State. Not saying they're going to lose, but that's not an easy game to say the least. I'm really impressed with that team and their length. They had a big win uh, in the Atlantic Sun tournament at home over Liberty. And then you look at that 6-11 game, Iowa State-Pitt. We've seen these teams in Dayton that are able to pull off that first win springboard it and try to go on a run and, and gain some momentum from that first win. We remember UCLA two years ago, like they were down late in that playing game against Michigan state. And somehow, some way they find a way to win Syracuse uh, a few years ago, they find a way to win that playing game. They go all the way to the sweet 16. Of course, you remember this VCU when Shaka smart made the final four in 2011, they were, that was the first year of this event and they find a way to make it to the final four. Do you believe that when you're a team like Pittsburgh who just came off a big win, they're already familiar with the NCAA tournament and what it's going to look like. Do you think that could really help them in their first round game against Iowa state? Because I'm pretty intrigued to, to take Pitt. I think they have really good guards. I think they were underseeded by the committee based on how much they rely on the analytics and the numbers. When I watch Pitt and Jeff Capel's team, every time I'm really impressed and uh, I think they could be kind of a sweeper off the radar team in this region. 
you know, I think it definitely helps you to play a game uh, to kind of have the pregame jitters. Um, you know, I said this last week. I think what's, what people don't realize when you're playing a neutral site, all year long you've played either home or away, correct? And you're either at home, so everybody's cheering for you, or you're away where everyone's cheering against you. You come to these neutral sites games, you have one small set of people rooting for you, one small set rooting for you, and then you have two other sets waiting for the next game or the game before, or stayed for the game before you. And so it just makes for a weird atmosphere that you try to settle into. It's it's way more of a corporate atmosphere than it is a collegiate atmosphere. So I do think Pittsburgh being able to settle into that some, you know, playing in Dayton is going to help them uh, on the next round. I, I do think, especially early on, I expect them to play pretty well. You know, Iowa State, what's going to help them more is that Iowa State allows you to score, allows you to get up and down some. And that, that's the kind of style that Pitt's been more comfortable in than the Mississippi State game the other night. Um, I do think that's going to help Pitt give him opportunity here, you know, to be able to play free and loose and way more confident. And, you know, I expect them to play well. And then I would think they'd have a pretty good crowd in Greensboro um, being out there from the ACC. So I, I think there's a couple factors working in the in way of Pittsburgh. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.